0: Welcome to the Life Lifted Podcast, where we lift your mind, body, and soul with your hosts, Mike Molina and Chris Musser.
1: You have found the number one up-and-coming fitness podcast in the world, this is Life Lifted. Um, On today's episode, we start off, first of all, the first couple of minutes talking about our lives, you know, you guys get to know us and our personalities a little bit, what we're going to do this weekend, things like that, so you guys get to know us. Um, And in the fitness portion of our podcast today, we talk about um, our take on the fitness industry and social media right that is big social media and the fitness industry when you think about uh the fitness industry and social media what do you think about we uh kind of dismantle some of those myths that people have and misconceptions that people have on personal training and what it is to be a personal trainer and we talk about well the raw truth and what it actually is well welcome to the show is that live it's live oh damn okay and we're back welcome back welcome back another episode episode number three Three's the lucky number. Yeah, damn. How you been, Chris? How, how's it going? I feel like I haven't seen you. I've seen you around work sometimes, but I feel like uh, I don't get to talk to you. Is I know, what?
0: I just kind of we look at each other and just kind of nod. So give a little nod, huh?
1: Not up no. though, not up, not down. You, you, <laughs> you hear about that? No, I haven't. Tell so, me about it. So, there's this thing, think about it, think about it, okay? When you mm. know somebody and you're friends with them, you nod up. You yeah. say what's up, right? If you don't know them, but you, you know, you, you just kind of be friendly, you nod down. Gotcha. That makes sense. Have you, done, have you caught yourself doing that? I had never. Now I'm going to notice it, though. Trust me. It happens. <laughs> I noticed that. The one time I saw a video of somebody saying that, and then it happened to me. Like, I was walking down the street, and I caught myself nodding down. And then, like, right away, you know, I saw somebody else that I knew, and I, I nodded up. I was like, no way. It's real. <laughs> it's unconscious. Wow.
0: But, um, Learning big things
1: already. Yes, exactly. We haven't gotten a minute in. But um, Life-changing. It is crazy. You know what else is crazy? What's crazy? Tornado. Tell did, me. Did you hear about that? I saw. There was Tor- a- tornado in Montebello, California. So, we're we're based in California, if you, uh, for the listeners who didn't know. We are uh, based in LA, uh, California. There was a tornado yesterday.
0: That's insane.
1: We're, who would have thought? Snow in LA a couple weeks ago, right?
0: You know, I was in a tornado once. Wait, what? The, hold on. <laughs> what the hell, Chris? Yeah, I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, that's right. That's and
1: right. Episode number two, if you guys. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and listen to we, that we
0: saw those storm clouds starting to spin there was a tornado warning and my roommate and i grabbed a mattress ran in the bathroom covered ourselves up and prayed <laughs> damn i mean what well thankfully it didn't hit right where i was at it was a couple miles away but that was a pretty crazy experience it is crazy i don't i've don't I lived through a hurricane a tornado
1: earthquake <laughs> i mean i've been through earthquakes but uh tornado that's yeah. crazy I mean, I guess I could say I lived through one right now with that one in Montebello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was an earthquake once. I mean, it's funny we live in freaking what earthquake earthquake central, right? Freaking California, the San Andreas Fault or whatever. Um, when I was a kid, I was like six years old. My mom would leave leave us alone with the, well, like my little brothers. Again, single mom, amen. You know, she had to do what she had to do. She had to go to work, right? Um, and it was a summer, so I was home and my little brother was like, how old was he? I don't know. He was about, he was like three years old. An earthquake happened. Uh-oh. And I was freaking out. Imagine my little six-year-old son. Was self, that your first one? That was. That you remember? The one, it was the one that I remember. Yes, it was kind of big. So everything started shaking. Now I see from school, you know, like, oh, get under the freaking table or something. Uh-huh. And I remember I, I ran to a table, you know, and I was trying to find him and trying to carry him, but he didn't want to go. He was like, no, no, no. He started crying. <laughs> So then I was like, okay, maybe he follows me if I go into the table. So I went to the table, and it's like shaking still. And he's just staring at me, and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And I was like freaking out because I, I wanted him to come. And uh, I was scared. I was crying. I'm not going to lie. I was a kid. My mom calls me to the house, to the house, to the, what is it, Lifeline or whatever. I don't know. What is it called? What was it called back then? To the house phone, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, Landline. Landline, there you go. Um, and she's like, you okay? And then I was like, no, I'm not okay. He almost <laughs> died, you know over-exaggerated but um she she left work and like wanted to come and see us but oh that's cool um that came to mind <laughs> right now Earthquakes, <laughs> i'm freaking drama traumatized but um
0: how's life going for you it's you doing it's some hiking on the weekends i am doing
1: some hiking this weekend um yeah. talking about snow i don't know if you saw my uh story uh a couple of weeks back i did some hiking in that's the, right in i did the, see that yeah it was Altadina mountains there was snow there how far There's is that that's from like, LA? That's literally like here. It's like really? twenty minutes away from here. Wow. So the fact that it snowed there is crazy. That hike was amazing though. Did you make a snowball? I made a snowball, yes. I threw some to my to my friends. Um it took us a long time. It was like a it was um like a how long did it take? It's like seven hours. Oh wow, that's a long hike. Well I hike hike, you know, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't just freaking run in Canyon. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't walk, I hike. Yeah, I have my boots, my backpack, and everything. Um, but yes, you said, what are you doing this weekend? You, uh,
0: I have soccer that's starting up this weekend, so I'm excited staying active, staying active, huh? to do that. Yep. I have to get into something like that too. Yeah, you were I, talking about doing some flag football. I, d- I
1: did. I want to do flag football. I mean, football is my roots. If you listen to uh, episode one, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've been wanting to do some flag football. Hopefully, um, I find a league. Right. I want to get into more athletic training again. That should be fun. I'm glad for you, so i get starting up,
0: yeah, and i would like to do some flag
1: football too. I haven't Ooh, done it. yeah there it is <laughs> got it, there it is we All gotta right. li- we're gonna form our own league. Yep. form our own league there it is you heard it you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> life lifted league <laughs> I Damn. Like that. okay, and then you gotta listen to the podcast for extra points, so we wanted to talk a little bit about and obviously continuing our why we want why we're doing the podcast, right so't like why um we're starting it while we're doing it and perfect way to do that is pretty much talk about the fitness industry, right? Fitness industry and social media. Damn, where do we start with that? That's a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot in one episode. That is a lot in one episode. So we have a lot to say. Um we'll probably we'll see, maybe we have to do it into two. But um <laughs> where do we start? I think a good starting place is um what we have learned in our experience as trainers and being in the fitness industry and working in the fitness industry and seeing how uh, social media plays a part in it. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, this is life lifted, right? So why,
0: why, how does that fit into, you know, the purpose of what we're doing this podcast?
1: What do you think, Mike? Social media is a great tool. Mm -hmm. Obviously we're literally, like you said, we're doing this podcast and, Obviously, we're going to record and um, be able to uh, share our experiences, knowledge, and this podcast on a social media platform. So it's like a blessing, but it's also, you know, it's like a blessing, but a curse. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is that true. If that makes any sense, right?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, um, the Wild West.
1: Yes. A little bit. So there's some, um, I think we're gonna go over some common uh, misconceptions of the industry. I, I think I think that's a good idea. Um, when I say misconceptions in the fitness industry, I think um, I, I'm talking about things that people think and or think or per, how the fitness industry is portrayed right on social media and what people think about the fitness industry and how it is right because how it is um, us just trainers and coaches and being in the industry um, in the trenches, I guess you could say, right? And how does it differ from what you see on social media? Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, I think your beliefs about things shape uh, what you do. And for a long time, even pre-social media, like I had a really skewed view of what a trainer was. And um, so kind of breaking some of those beliefs too that people may have about trainers, the fitness industry. Um, We've talked about you know, our clients come to us a lot and say, Oh, I saw this on TikTok or I saw this oh, on yes. Instagram and, you know, you know, we have to talk through some of that. So we're just out here. We want to help spread truth, reality. And, um, if that helps somebody today, then, um, you know, I feel good about what we're doing.
1: Yes. that's You said it perfectly. That's exactly what we're trying to do with the With this episode, right? And especially, I mean, not only this episode, this whole podcast itself. I mean, that's the whole purpose of doing this was to shed some light on this uh, so-called fitness industry that we we, uh, work in, right? Um, Number one. what do you want to go with number one? Not number one. This is not in order, by the way. This is not in order. But um, we'll just uh, get some bullet points, jot some points down, so.
0: Well, you know, I think, I I know last week on our last episode, I shared a little bit of my story. And... I would like to just, you know, preframe all of this by saying, you know, I had a really bad misconception of what a trainer was and what personal trainers do. Um, you know, I thought, and that's one of the reasons actually that I resisted doing it was because what I thought a, and who I thought a trainer was didn't match up with what I actually wanted to do and come to find out. It matches up perfectly Really
1: so what, did, what did you I'm interested What did you think A personal trainer was I
0: thought it was gonna be Kind of like You know You gotta be like This loud Outgoing You know Drill sergeant, drill sergeant. <laughs> Kind of person um, Drop down Give me
1: 20 god damn it Yeah <laughs> Really That's what you thought I'm not gonna lie I did, I did kind of Think that too So Yeah Well
0: I mean You have TV shows Like The Biggest Loser And um other things out there That portray that I and guess
1: that's uh Number one We'll talk about right now Right um, You see this a lot on social media. You have to freaking go all balls to the wall, right? You have to work till failure. You got to push beyond your, you know, your limit. Um, I guess that's myth number one that we'll go over here, right? That That's not how fitness is. That is not also, that is also not how trainers are. We are not going to, you know, push you until you cry, right? And you freaking crawling out the gym. A lot of people think that that's what a trainer is. And obviously going back to the story you're talking about, Um, Is that what you thought about a trainer? That's exactly what I thought. And that's what a lot of other people think, right? A lot of other people think that that's what it is. How many times have you gotten a client thinking or coming in like, oh, I want to leave sore? Yeah. All the time, right?
0: Well, one of the things that was real interesting to me when I started at Crunch, the place we worked at, is the best, most successful trainers were the quietest. You know, you didn't, they weren't the loud ones. They were the ones who it was like, again, it was totally opposite of what I thought. And it's, it matched up with who I was, but it was, it was one of those things that just kind of blew my mind. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like we're all, we're, we're like training the same way I I, I
1: can do this. I, I get that. I, I, I actually never thought about it like that. It's true. Cause the, the ones that are the quietest. Um, but I also feel like, I feel like that makes sense because for example, when I train, I also get, I'm, I could be loud, right? I'm yeah. anxious even, but it's like when I train, I focus so hard on my client and who's yeah. in front of me, their movement, right? Everything. And I'm, I'm trying to give them the best experience in that hour that I have with them that I guess, yeah, I kind of become quiet. And I kind of zone in on what I'm doing. Right. And even in between sessions, it's like, I'm focused on my next person. So I could see what you mean by that, how the quietest person or the quietest trainer could actually be one of the best. And,
0: you know, now we have the great privilege of working at a private gym with some of the best trainers in la and west hollywood and you know you don't see anyone there screaming shouting you know it's like you know
1: it's it's pretty incredible it's it's, that's very true the total opposite as a matter of fact right sometimes it it, see that that's the thing like in social media man you see all this you see like you said drill sergeant type of training and like screaming like come on one more one more right like wait and that's not how if you ever go to like obviously like chris is talking about we, we actually train at a private gym, things like that, right? A private studio, boutique, whatever you want to call it. And you'll see once you enter the vibe is very different, right? Very, very focused, very structured, obviously private, but it's like, yeah, you'll never hear anybody screaming one more or anything like that, right? On the contrary, sometimes depending on who comes in and who comes in front of you, right? we're actually maybe just going through some mobility with that Mm -hmm. person, right?
0: Yeah. So I have a story. I had a client that I took on and he uh, was training in another city, outside of California had a fairly young, younger guy training him. And whenever he was um, purchasing his training packages, uh, he didn't purchase them through me. He did it with our sales rep. He said, um, I only want 30 minutes and the sales rep. Well, why do you want 30 minutes? He's like, well, you know, the last trainer I had, you know, he worked me so hard. I found myself sitting at home at night just crying. Cause I was so sore. Wow. Horrible and thing you know, I just want those 30, all I need is 30 minutes. And the salesperson knew me he's like, trust me, you know, you're not going to have that. You're going to, you know, get in shape, you know, transform your body, but you're not going to have to go home every night and be sore. And I remember like that client telling me that story. I could, I mean, I could still feel the pain that he felt and he felt like this is what he needed in order to, to transform his body. And then I was able to show him something totally completely different. Totally different. Yeah.
1: That's cr- that's number two, right? People, people yeah. think they need to be sore. People think you need to work out until you freaking can't walk. That's another myth in the fitness industry that's portrayed a lot on social media that you need to be sore. And that's completely not true, right? As a matter of fact, when you're sore, that actually most of the time means you overdid it. Right, if you if you're going to the gym and you're working out and you get sore and you're to the point where you're like you can't even move, that means you're overtrained. Soreness is actually an indication of overtraining, right? And most people don't get that and they don't understand that. For example, if I train, you know, and I get really sore, I'm not going to be able to train to the full capacity the next day, right? Or even two days from there. So then, are you really benefiting yourself by not being able to train those following days? You're not. Right? I'm
0: going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here, <laughs> so. <laughs> so I mean, as trainers, when we work out and we got a little bit of soreness the next day, I'm not gonna lie; like that feels good. It know? does feel good to a, to a certain point. So, I th- it, in some ways, it is a mental thing to. Cl- you know, I mean,
1: people like it. People like it when they say, "You know, I, I could see where where you're going with this," uh, but keep going.
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, we we know we know that you know you don't have to be sore in order to change your body composition, but at the same time, you know, it's like getting that into my own head saying oh you know
1: <laughs> oh i i mean i like I, that soreness sometimes yeah, so, i mean come on you we're i could i'm sure you could agree with this we're better trainers to other people than we are to <laughs> ourselves right so i'm over Definitely. here saying this but i absolutely agree with you sometimes when i'm sore like that i'm like oh damn yeah so i <laughs> i fall into that trap as well but it's like um i know deep down inside that obviously i shouldn't i shouldn't be doing that but
0: but we're here to provide value, right? So we want the people listening to know that soreness is not an indication of a great workout. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like I said, yeah, the being, a- being able to um, tell it to ourselves sometimes is easier said than done, obviously. But um, there's just, what's that one saying that's like, do as I say, not as I do. Right? Yeah. So I tell that to all my clients because sometimes obviously like, we're trainers, but sometimes, you know, we're human too. We are. We don't necessarily do everything uh, optimally, right? so you, you can expect us to be real with you the whole time yeah, we're doing man. this you yeah. know hey man we're talking about soreness my freaking calves were sore for like five days the other day but like that <laughs> wasn't what? a good thing I, my dumb ass did I, i'm very competitive so i went to the gym mm-hmm. and it was a full gym it was a commercial gym so um somebody wanted to work in with me so i'm like sure working with me right <laughs> you already know what i did <laughs> i wasn't gonna stop until he stopped right so, even though he was doing whatever, less weight than me, freaking partial reps, right, which we'll get into other episodes, bouncing reps on calves, I don't care. But the point is, I just wanted to outwork him, right? I wanted to show him that, hey, <laughs> I'm outworking, I'm very competitive. So, I went a little overboard, and, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll leave it as <laughs> I went overboard, and my calves were sore. But um, And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how, how you <laughs> get hurt, Now what you do.
0: But, like we said, we still do it. Exactly. So... You're learning from the best
1: another uh following misconception would be all these trends that are going around mm. i mean we could talk we could make we could make that into a whole episode yeah but um we won't name the trends i think maybe one or two so people get the idea of what we're talking about but um we believe that the average person um you know the average gym goer you know that you're just trying to get you know, a little bit healthier, a little bit more fit, right? A little bit more muscle. that That's what we mean by the average person, not the fitness fanatic, right? Not the person that loves fitness and goes six times a day, six times a week, blah, blah, We're talking about the average person. Maybe you go twice a week. Maybe you go three times a week. Um, the average person sh- probably shouldn't follow these social media trends, right?
0: Yeah. You know, I have a saying I tell my clients all the time. I say, consistency always wins. And I think whenever, you know, your training being consistent in the foundational movements, that's how you get strong.
1: You know. Yes, exactly. Um, so we, let's elaborate a little bit by what we mean by trends, right? So yeah, we'll, give we'll, some examples. Yeah. So what Chris was saying, um, I guess when I say trends, it could mean. A, I mean, it could mean a lot of things, right? But the example that Chris was giving right now. So for example, you're talking about obviously the the consistency and the the, the foundational movements. Um, which we'll do another episode on about on that right in programming, but um, you see a lot of people nowadays trying to reinvent the wheel, right? That's what I mean by trends. Like you see a lot of people trying to do new, different, exciting things on social media, right?
0: Like a cable machine.
1: Yeah, like the freaking I don't know, like some dumbass the other day was yeah was on a, let's say a cable machine and and doing like the most randomest I can't even name the exercise, right? Yeah. Like one leg freaking hanging in the air. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like you'll see these people like freaking trying to make up make up new exercises where it's like why? Like <laughs> there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Do what works. Do what actually gets people results, right?
0: But as humans we like to see something new and flashy. Oh the novel, and the novelty so effect. That's that's social media, right? Is like, you know, that the novelty is you know that's what makes people stop scrolling and say, Oh, I wonder what that is. Yeah, you like know, that. like if someone just sees me laying flat on a bench doing a dumbbell press, <laughs> they're like, Oh, I've been there, done that. Yeah, but
1: if you're freaking one arm, <laughs> one leg in the air off a of bosu ball, they're gonna stop and be like, Wait, what is this? Right? That's what I mean by trends, guys. So like oh, the, my gosh. the random, like you know, <laughs> the other day I saw somebody, um, they were on a freaking row, right? Like a machine row, hammer strength machine row, which I actually really like, um, which is obviously just for a simple basic role right this that this dude was trying to do like freaking tricep extensions, on a damn thing like wow. like what are you doing <laughs> he probably saw that off some freaking social media trend right somebody trying to do it so it's like just stick to the basics us as trainers um if you guys were to see our programming it would be boring, <laughs> yeah. right? It would be the same crap day in and day out. But guess what? Look at our clients. They get results. They're getting, you know, they're coming in, staying consistent with those exact basic movements, right? For example, you know, overhead press, you know, uh, regular horizontal press, vertical pull, horizontal pull, right? A hinge, a squat, a carry, all those things, right? Those are the basic movements that a program should consist of. And um, most people want to get out of that. And it's like, you're you're not it doesn't benefit you to try to make make some make up random exercises and random trends that you see on like all these social media platforms
0: you can get more out of just varying that exercise like overload you know adding weight to it adding reps doing like slower tempo Tempo you know so um you know i will say uh one day at crunch i did see someone actually stand on a freaking bosu ball and do, like, some kind of overhead press I w- or something. I was there. I remember yeah, you this. were there. I was there. He w- <laughs> oh And God.
1: then this dumbass, I mean, sorry, excuse my language, but, yes, this dumbass. <laughs> this dumbass, t- I'm training my client, and he, um, I needed I needed that squat rack. I needed the squat rack, and I needed the barbell. So, obviously, <laughs> I go over and ask him how many you got left. And this dumbass is like, oh, I bet you can't do this. So, then he no. goes and does it. And I, well, he said that? He said that. So, obviously, I'm like, No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not dumb. I didn't didn't say it like that. I forgot what I said, but I pretty much. It was a while back when we were at Crunch. Uh, I am shocked. But I do remember he told me something like that, and then um, I was like, "It. it, What does it benefit you? You know." I kind of explained it to him, but he just kind of looked at me like, "Well." You know, I was like, "If you're trying to get stronger, you're trying to get your overhead press stronger. You have no stability on a freaking Bosu ball. So what the hell is the point of it, right? And if you want to, if you talk about stability, well, in that case, go freaking do a single arm dumbbell press or something, right? So then that will get your stability up. Half kneeling something like that, right? I love having you. Um, that's in. funny that you bring that story because I actually, you know, we actually talked to that dude. <laughs> that is <hilarious>. crazy. Yep, <coughs> that's the craziest thing I think I've seen. But yes, that's what we mean by these, um, these trends, right? These these things that you see, all these new things. You don't need them. You don't need all these craziness. You know, all you need is your your basic programming, which um, we uh we'll we'll, we'll go over about programming and what we mean by that in a in a in a future episode, obviously.
0: And listen, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who want to help. You know, they want to help people. And I don't, you know, I don't want to, like, put any shame towards them. But the other side of it is I do think, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit. There are a lot of people who are looking to gain some notoriety and attention. So I think as anyone who consumes social media, just... um. Being smart about it, and you know, anyone's always welcome to reach out to me if they see something and say, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this exercise?" I know the same from Mike. You know, you DM us or whatever, we'll we'll definitely tell you if it's something that would be helpful or is gonna or just make you stupid <laughs> look stupid.
1: Yes, but absolutely. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're obviously, here to help if y'all. We'll obviously plug our our socials um, at the end of the podcast. Out uh, after every podcast. Um, you could always DM us, you could always DM us, send us a text, you know, like, hey, I saw this on Instagram, TikTok. Our clients do it all the time. So we're used to it at this point. Um, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes I have, I mean, on the other side, right? On the other side, I have gotten clients who send me something or tell me something that they've seen and it actually was beneficial and it actually was good. And I actually mm-hmm. agree with, right? Yep. There are some people out there um, doing good, right? Doing, you know, teaching the right thing, showing the right things, um. I include ourselves in it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, so there are people out there that are doing it. But it's funny because those people are not the people that are the biggest, right? The people that are big, you know, when I say big in the fitness industry, are the people that have millions of followers, right? All these people that everybody knows. No matter what gym you go to, you you say their name and people know who the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Those people are sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time, are the people that don't know what they're doing. They look good. Yes, they have the, you know. Those people are like the genetic, the they have amazing genetics, right? They're like the one percent genetics, right? That's why that's what made them popular—the way they look. That doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. That doesn't mean they're trainers. It doesn't mean they're coaches. Right? Yep. So if you look at, for example, any any of the coaches Chris talked about, right? We work with some amazing coaches here in LA, based Absolutely. in LA. Some coaches work with at well, with like celebrities, right? We have some trainers, trainer friends that work with like high na- like big names. Nobody knows who they are. They have yep. you see their profile. They're like a thousand followers. Yeah. 500 followers. Right. But those trainers are the trainers that are actually in the trenches, know what the how they're doing right behind the scenes. Like they're actually the ones that are able to teach people. Right.
0: It's like watching a master class in training exactly. every day.
1: So that that's what I mean by I feel like most of the, the great names don't have a big following.
0: Well, and, you know, um, we're busy. Right. I mean, we we used to be. When we were at our commercial gym, we were super busy. You know, I, I always thought, like, man, I don't have time to film content. You know, yeah. I'm I'm here out. I'm trying to, like, take care of all my clients. Like, that's the last thing on my mind right now. So I do question some people who, <laughs> you know, spend their whole day just putting these videos up. I'm like, are they actually training people?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, most of them aren't, right? Most of them are just, yeah. they know how to train themselves. And that's kind of um one of the our next topic here. Um, right, that um, a lot of things that you see on, so a lot of these quote-unquote trainers that you see online or coaches that you see online, right, like hey, I offer online coaching, have never coached anybody in their lives in person or anything, right, so from our perspective, being trainers um, and coaches and being around a lot of trainers and coaches, we think that Every trainer who's trying to train online or transition to an online platform should have some in-person experience. And why do you think that? Because of the knowledge you gain, right? I mean, we could do a whole episode on this as well, right? But um, there's a lot of things that um, coaching somebody is very different than just a a lot of people think personal training is just somebody telling them what to do. Right, they think like, "Oh, I can make money out of it. All I gotta do is tell. I gotta count somebody's reps, and then I gotta just simply tell them what exercises to do." And we know, obviously, working with people firsthand, that is not what it is. That is actually the that's actually the easy part of the job, quote unquote. Right, that's like what people. There's a lot more behind the scenes, right? We actually we have to be therapists, right? We have to be like. There's a lot more that goes on in a session than than just exercise, like. We have to work on people's mental states, right? Because a lot of people come and they're not really willing to change, right? Like they know they have to make a change. They know they want to lose weight, gain muscle, whatever their goal is. They know that, but they're not willing and they're not ready mentally to do that. So as coaches, we have to work with that, right? We have to work on that. Sometimes I have a client right now that we're dealing with, you know, her spouse or significant other is not supportive of this journey, Mm. right? And it's like, i i'm, I'm ha- I have to learn how to deal with that. I have to learn how to be able to help that person right and that's what I mean my coaches are much more than just people who are there to show you yeah talk about exercise right
0: The other day I had someone I was in the middle of working with someone, so they're in the they're doing their movement I'm watching them, and you know this happens all the time, but someone comes up and says, "Hey, are you using whatever that piece of equipment? how many sets you got and mm-hmm. like I, for me it was like i had trouble answering them because I was like there's so much going on in my mind right now I don't have the capacity to answer because I'm watching my clients form I'm counting i'm you know making sure that they're doing the right number of reps you know I'm th- there's so much happening in that one moment that it's like I' never knew as a trainer that it was like before i got into it that I would be so involved in that like 30 seconds that they're lifting that weight in that, in that moment. Like all, and a lot of times a, an hour session will end and I'm like, that felt like 10 minutes, oh, five minutes, yeah. you know,
1: I, I think that all the time. Yeah.
0: So, um, that's one thing, you know, I I just, it also all the time it blows my mind at, uh, you know, in those moments that we're training people, you may not, you may just see someone, <laughs> like counting a rep, but there's a lot happening that, you know, that you don't even understand. So if you do go into a commercial gym or any gym and, um, it looks like a trainer, you know, is really focused. You may think they seem a little rude. Um, don't, don't take that impression at all. They're just really, really focused on their clients.
1: Yeah. I mean, going back to what you're saying right now, um, sometimes, yeah, am like, obviously I'm counting the rep, whatever, but deep down in like inside, I'm thinking like, okay, well, Right now, in between sets, right, we got to talk about, like, yep. oh, well, how's that, you know, how's your nutrition going, right? How, how essentially, how's that situation at home, right? Or, like, how are you feeling with this, right? So, it's, like, I'm already thinking about the next step, if that makes any True. sense, right? So, I, I find myself doing that a lot where it's, like, yep. I am focused, I'm focused on them, but it's, like, I also have a lot of other things that we have to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, for example, this one time, I think I told you this story, right, but I haven't, I'll tell it on the podcast. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but one of my clients came to me. And, um, again, like I say, most trainers are not just there to freaking count reps. We're doing much more than that, right? We have to deal with people, real-life situations and real-life experiences, things like that. Um, I had to – essentially, I had to – this client came, and I, know something was, I knew something was off, hmm. right? So it's like I knew something was off. So how did I'm, you know? Well, just her demeanor, right, her demeanor, her face, everything. Like, it was just off. I kind of would ask her. I mean, I ask all my clients, right, when they come in, like, oh, how you doing? How's your day going, right?
0: um i had the same thing last night and i could see i like, could see something yeah, you I can tell when something's yeah, off
1: absolutely so that, i mean that's one thing obviously in the online setting you can't do that right they kind of just give you your program blah blah, blah. um you can't alter the program you can't alter the day right so for example anyways I'll, I'll, we'll get back to that but going back to the story so she came in and um everything things were off obviously right so I sit her down, like before anything, I'm like, you know, I got to sit down and talk to her because at the end of the day, as coaches and trainers, our, our thing, our, our main purpose is also bu- to build a relationship, right? Yep. You have to build a relationship with that person. You have to build trust with that person. That person needs to be able to trust you in, in anything that you say, right? If you can't get ad- adherence to your program, if those people do not trust you and they don't, you know, why so, do
0: we need that trust though?
1: Like what's the end goal? The end goal, ad- 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 adherence, like I'm talking adherence about adherence for adherence. what reason? Well, consistency, just like going get back results, to what you right? were saying, to get results, yeah. right? So um, going back to that, I sat her down, um, and all we did that whole session was talk. She started crying. Like I said, I'm not going to get deep into it, but she started crying, right, telling me all her problems and things like that. And uh, that's what I mean by the real trainers and coaches that are in the trenches. I don't see other people doing that, right? So she started crying to me, all of this. And um, obviously I talked to her, things like that and all we did was go for a walk i was like you know what come on let's go for a walk we'll walk and talk well so that's all we did and she left she left feeling a lot better she's left feeling amazing right and she actually was side note she was up to she was up to pay for more sessions she had no problem paying for more sessions and all we did was walk and talk right that's what a lot of trainers and coaches out there don't understand right you have to build that relationship they're not willing to go ahead and do that all they want to do is boom here's your workout that's it right yeah and like, you're they're actually dealing with people in real life situations right changing lives so that's how you change a life you build a relationship with that person and i get emotional about it i get you know it riles me up because it's like i'm really trying to make a difference in this person's life i'm not just trying to make a quick buck, and that's what you see online
0: yeah you met her in that moment yeah where she needed to be at that's awesome
1: I mean, that's what I do, what I do, man. I'm I'm, I'm genuinely trying to change life. <laughs> and it pisses me off when these dumbass trainers, who, you know, they have freaking like, quote-unquote trainers, right, that have been, they've been freaking working out for three years and think they're trainers now, right? It's like I've been working out my whole freaking life. I have a decade of this, right? I've been training actual people in the trenches for about five now, and it's like I still got a lot to learn. I still got a lot to left, you know, but it's like, it, it just pisses me off when these people think they know what they're doing and they post it on social media they have millions of followers and it's like people are paying them for coaching when they don't know how to coach. They don't even know what that means. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, I mean, we're, we're in the era you can go on, uh, chat GPT or any kind of artificial, artificial intelligence, intelligence yes. get a workout plan, get a meal plan, you know. Um, so, you know, I think... Um, the thing that I've been thinking a lot about is, you know, it's um, being a trainer is, it, again, I I brought this up at the beginning of the podcast, but there's so much more than what I imagined I would be doing. And, um, you know, we are, um, we're not, like we talked about, we're coaching, we're looking at form, we're doing sales, you have to learn how to do sales, you have to do marketing, you have to have great customer service. You have to be a good listener. You have to be kind of like a therapist. I mean, it's it's one of those things that the people who are really good, you know, it's it's hard to be a jack of all trades, you yeah, know. Yes. But um, the people who are really good are the ones who are investing that time and being good at all of those things and continuously trying to get better for themselves too.
1: So, yes, that kind of brings us to our next uh, misconception here of the fitness industry. People think it's easy. People think it's an easy buck, right? The pe- People think that it's like, oh, I'll do this. I'll give them, a, like you said, a meal plan, workout plan, and then that's it. I'm off the hook. Like I can make some money off of it. It is not that. It no. is way harder than that, right? It is really hard. Like Chris said, you have to do sales. You have to do things like that. We talked about in the other episode how I brought up, like, you you could be the best freaking coach and trainer, right? You could be the best trainer, the best coach ever you could have like all the freaking back the background the experience you could be the best coach ever but if you can't sell somebody on that coaching you're not making an impact in anybody's life you're not changing anybody's life because you can't freaking make the sale right so that's what i mean like you have to be able to you want to be a good coach i hate to say it but you have to be able to sell too
0: and i I, one thing i talked about i think on one of our previous podcasts is good selling is good coaching because we're Inviting someone with the opportunity to change their lives and to make an investment in themselves. And that is a coaching conversation. Um, you know, one of my previous impressions of trainers, and that was just because, you know, the gyms I worked out at was that they were kind of slimy. You know, if they came over and talked to me, that they wanted to get some kind of transaction out of me. And after working in a commercial gym, I totally understand, you know, there's a lot of pressure to make numbers no matter you know if it's an oh equinox, gosh, if yes, it's a don't, crunch, don't if it's a la back. fitness, you know um these what I found and this I I believe that 99 percent of the trainers that work in any gym really want to help the people that are there and um they're just under a lot of pressure you know so and we're all just trying to do the best that we can with the tools that we have and so if it comes across as, feeling a little like they're pressuring you, you know, just know, like, if, if they can make a difference in your day or your workout, you know, that that's going to mean a lot to them, even though it may feel like, you know, that a different conversation.
1: I'm going to counter you a little bit on that. Go. So let's do it. Yes. Um, a lot of trainers that you see in these commercial gyms, like yours were saying, yeah, there's a lot there's, I mean, we were them, right. There's a lot of them that obviously definitely want to change your life and definitely, you know, are being pushy like chris say whatever just because they genuinely want to i can relate to this i remember i remember being you walking on the gym floor and just trying to go up to people and be like hey your form sucks and obviously not like that <laughs> but it's like i would try to introduce myself so i understand work but i also believe being from a commercial gym there's a lot of people again who think they could just get a certification and then try to freaking make some money off of it right that is true but yeah. i will say those trainers again had a hard time they don't last they don't last right the trainers that last if, if you're trying to if you're trying to become a prisoner trainer right and you're trying to be a coach and you're doing it just for the money you're not gonna last sorry this is it's way too hard of a business It's way too hard of, of industry to just get into it because of that right the trainers that are actually trying to make an impact change people's life and make a difference those people are the ones that are gonna last right those are the people that are gonna last I dare you I dare you to freaking try to become a trainer I bet you won't you know if you're just doing it for the minute you won't last one year Right, I that I well I, they say similar. like
0: what ninety percent of trainers don't last a year. Exactly, most of so. them.
1: I mean, I I heard a stat the other day too that like there's, I the stat's completely off. Don't quote me on this, but the stat went something along along the lines of like, not uh, they're ninety percent maybe less. Like yeah, like ninety percent of the people that are certified to become trainers are not in the field. They're hmm. not training. They have the certification. They did the certification. Well. They went to the training, but they're not doing it, right. That's crazy, right? It's a crazy set. So that's what I mean about kind of what you said. Because there's there, I have been to the gym and I could tell like this person, this person doesn't know what they're doing. This person is, is not in it for the person. This, this person wants to be in it for them, right? They just want to record on a little friggin' tripod and post it on social media and say, boom, follow this by this, right? Yeah, and that's what I mean by that. they're not gonna last.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, I I agree with you. There are and I you know we've both seen people too who rise really quickly and but fall even faster.
1: Oh, so. absolutely, yeah. I mean that that's that's I mean that's what makes a great a great trainer right. But I want to keep on pushing like me and my me and myself and Chris here. Um, I mean we keep pushing, man. Times have gotten hard, right? We've we've making changes in our lives, trying to make moves in our lives. But um, what
0: what drives you, Mike, to want
1: to be the best that you can every day? What drives me a lot? I mean myself, obviously, but um,
0: like you could have. You know, taking that route just to make a quick buck, like what? what, oh, okay. You I know what? what you yeah, well, what's
1: driven you to you know go deep if, and like wide? If you, I mean, if you listen to our episode number one, right, that's kind of where I talk, tell my story. But it's like, it's fitness saved my life, man. Fitness mm-hmm. saved my life. I don't know where I would be without fitness. I literally would probably, you know, be still dead broke, freaking somewhere, maybe even homeless, right? Because fitness literally changed my whole perspective. It changed my mindset, right? It, it got me out of the dirt, right? It got me out of depression. It got me. It got me through the hardest time in my life. I never been depressed in my life. I don't know. What, I didn't know what that was, mm-hmm. right? And fitness was able to get me out of that, right? So it's like I know what fitness could do for somebody, right? I know it's not only about the physical changes that happens in someone's body. It's a lot of mental changes that happen, right? Oh yeah. A lot of things that that I know there's a Mike out there. I know there's somebody like just like me, right? Struggling through stuff, and I'm able to help them. Right, I want to be able to help those people who I see myself in. Right, there's a lot of people. There's fitness could change somebody's life. Like I said, not just mentally, not not just um physically, but mentally, man. And that's that's
0: huge. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like that's crazy to think. Like I mean, you can look at the stats. Fitness is one of the number one, you know, um, medicine. What do you want to call it? Therapy or medicines or, or or treatments for or cure? I should say even for depression.
0: It is. That's yeah.
1: Crazy. Right.
0: I have a story. So my. I just uh, have a client, and we stopped working together for a little while, and the he recently came back, and he said, you know, I did therapy for a little bit, and he said, I just realized I was talking to someone <laughs> about things that I kind of already was getting support with from my friends, but the thing that made the biggest difference for me was actually coming and working out and training, like that helped my, that helped my mental state more than you know, investing in the therapy I was getting. And I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to, I, th- I think you got to find what the, is the right thing for you. But like you said, there is a very powerful thing in exercise yes. and improving your fitness.
1: I mean, it, it doesn't have to be fitness. I mean, we're talking about fitness because this, this was our way out. This was our therapy, right? This is what a lot of people around us or or even our clients that they find beneficial. But that it could mean anything. It could literally be, you know, like I mean, I also like hiking. Hiking, you know, I could I could also said hiking saved my life, right? Because it's like I go on those long hikes, like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, right? It's like, and that's very therapeutic for me. right? very, very. I'm able to do something hard, right? Like that, and have the the uh, the reward after, or whatever you want to call it, right? Have the, that that good feeling after of accomplishment. So it's like you don't have to necessarily find. You don't necessarily have to. It doesn't necessarily have to be lifting or weightlifting or resistance training or working out or fitness, right? It could be anything for anybody, right? As long as long as you, as long as you're able to to consistently do something and find something that you're able to escape, right? Quote unquote, escape this, you know, this world and go into your own little world in your own mind, right? And kind of clear your mind, be stress free. It could be anything. It could be playing an instrument, right? It could be cooking. It could literally be anything. It doesn't have to be lifting, but it's not, but that it that is for us so that's why we're that's why it's the, the message that we portray is that because that is our experience right so most coaches and trainers at least the good ones talk from experience so the only reason why we're saying this is because this has been our experience our experience fitness has changed our life so that's why we like to preach about it right yeah
0: and i think it's uh those are the good habits that lift you up like life lifted,
1: life lifted yeah
0: right so hiking exercise like you said it, it could be I, I I tell clients to have their list of things that are positive constructive versus there's a lot of destructive things you can do to deal with the stress and drama in your life
1: damn you know what's funny why you say that um when I was going through the whole depression thing right the whole phase where I dropped out of school and everything like that that was my go-to phrase was hmm. I need to do something productive today that's awesome I need to do one yeah. productive thing right and guess what? That one productive thing sometimes <laughs> every day it was going to the gym, right? Maybe I didn't do much that day. Maybe, you know, I was still kind of feeling sad, but I told myself I needed to be productive at least in one thing. And usually I find myself looking to the gym, right? Like if I'm able to go to the gym and do something for myself, for my own body, for my own mental state, that was my productive thing for the day, right? And obviously I, I kind of evolved and I started doing more and more things, right? But um, I, I, I love that. like that.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, we're so hard on ourselves and- if if you're out there and you went to the gym today, you're winning. Oh, hell You're yeah. winning at life. You did something good for yourself, so give yourself a high five.
1: Yeah. So um, that's good, Mike. Um, going back to what you said, I mean, just showing up, man. That could that could be our next uh, our next misconception here. People think that you have to work out for hours in mm. order to get results, right? Most people could be fine with fifteen to thirty minutes. Yep. I think the most average person, right? The average person could. Get an amazing workout, get the benefits, right? Get that dopamine rush, right? Get that feel-good hormone that we talk about, right? In 15 to 30 minutes. 15 to 30 minutes could change your life.
0: Keep it simple. Yeah, right. especially if you're starting. I mean, I even tell people who haven't done anything, just go for a five-minute walk. Oh, I use that all the time. You know, <laughs> I love
1: that. I use it all the time. You know what's funny, too? I tell people, go for a five-minute walk. They come back. Did you do your walk? Yeah, I went for like 40 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, how many times that <laughs> happen?
0: I had a client and he's like wanting to lose some extra weight and I said, Um, go for a five minute walk. And this is someone that I never imagined would want to do it. And he will admit it. Like, you know, I if you would have told me to do this, guess how long he's walking now? Ten miles.
1: God damn, hold
0: and on. And one morning he does like that. a ten mile walk.
1: But you know what? That first step. But, yeah, it's it's everything. it's
0: about the first step, you know, and on those days that 10 miles doesn't feel doable, it's like, just
1: go back and do five minutes. Sometimes I like to I like to tell my clients to do have like this, um like a pre-ritual. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's like, for example, I tell somebody like they don't want to go to the gym. I'm like, okay, don't think about going to the gym. Make it a smaller test. Put your gym shoes on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know, like that just, you know, like if you, you're like, I don't want to go to the gym, but you know what? Okay, I guess I can put my gym shoes on. You know what that leads to? You go to the gym, right? But it's like yeah. those baby steps, those little steps, you know, go a long way. So it's like I find that beneficial, um, and I find that beneficial in my life because, like, going back to like I said, sometimes I don't want to go to the gym, and sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna change, I'm just gonna put my gym clothes on. Nine times out of ten, I go to the gym. That mm-hmm. one maybe that one time I just change and sit there like a dumbass, but you know,
0: yeah, or those days that I'm like, I don't want to work out, and I'm like, let me just do the first round. And then it's like, oh, by the time I'm, it's like, I'm, I can do the rest of it. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Sometimes I I think that's a big thing too. Um, I find myself doing that where it's like, damn, it's like, it's usually an example of a leg day, right? So it's like, oh, um, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to go squat. I'm just going to barbell back squat. That's it. I'm going to go in do my four or five sets. I'm just going to squat. I go do my squatting. I end up doing my whole my whole, my whole routine, right? I end up just doing it, but it's just showing up. Sometimes I heard this story um, on another podcast about another uh, one of the clients that this trainer trained. Um, that I find very like I I, I love that story, right? So kind of similar to this. So he would tell his client um, to pretty much just to show up to the gym, right? Um, I'm not gonna. It's a long story, but point is, this dude would just he started going to the gym and he would go for five minutes. <laughs> He started off going for five minutes. He's like, I don't want to be there that long. I'm not going to work out. So he started going for five minutes. He literally would go in, you know, whatever, get on a machine for five minutes, leave. The next day, go in, five minutes, leave, right? Next day, same thing, go in five minutes. And slowly, little by little, obviously, those five minutes started becoming 10, 10 to 15, right? But it's like, it goes a long way. A lot of people don't understand that. You know, again, going back to the myth that we're talking about, you don't need to be in the gym for hours. You don't need to do that. You don't need, you know, all these influencers and social media people that talk about, like, oh, I'm in the gym for two, three hours, right, and four hours in here. It's like, you don't need that. Is that a thing? It is a thing. I mean, there's, you know, it's like, oh, they have pride in, like, oh, being at the gym for so long. Well. You know what I think it also is, though? Them just trying to film themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well,
0: um, I mean, you know, when we worked at, a much bigger gym there were some people who we see like three times a day oh yeah which was always I, I i was like i wonder what
1: their program looks like and i wonder what they do for work that's what i would say yeah, you know what the hell true. are you doing at the gym three times um and, and by the way we're not we're not i mean there you can you can go three times you know you can do I double mean, session if you know how to program it do most people know how to do that no Right? Well, may, maybe for mental health too. Maybe you know? for mental That's health. Why have, doing yeah, it, have, so. We have nothing against doing that. Um it's, just not it's what like most need. people, yeah, it's not what you need. Most people, like, they see a certain person, they look a certain way, and they're like, oh, well, he goes three times, or she goes three times, or two times, or, you know, uh, a day to the gym. Maybe I have to be doing that. And that's a, that's a common a common mistake that most people think that like, oh, they see this fitness influencer, or they see a social media person and they're like, oh, they do this routine, they're following this, this is the way they eat, and they try to follow the exact same thing. And obviously they're not going to get the exact same results, right? So well, I think that's a big problem.
0: I think part of the challenge too is we, as humans, I mean, and us too, like we have that all or nothing mentality. Oh, like yes. once you've done that hard workout or you see someone like do that, it's like, I don't know, like five minutes, 10 minutes, like why do that when I know I can knock out a 60 minute, it's not even worth it. So if it's, if I can't do the 60 minute, like I'm dying workout, then I'm just not even going to go. Like we, we get Have so easily mentality. caught up in that all or nothing mentality.
1: That's a good one. That is, that's another, uh, myth, I guess you could say a lot. Everyone thinks that when they're starting a journey, right? I get so many people that like, you know, they want to train. They tell me like, Hey Mike, I know you're a trainer, a coach, and I want to train, but not yet. I'm not ready yet. Hmm. But they say that because they have that all-in, all, all in, you know, all-in mentality. They think that once they do it, they have to completely stop eating, right? Completely, you know, drop everything and go to the gym six times a week and things like that. They have that mentality of, like, this is what I have to do in order to get to, you know, to a certain place when that's technically not it at all. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, but-
0: yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, before I got my first trainer, I thoughts like the same thing yeah i'm like i need to be in better shape before i actually get a trainer uh, that was a myth that i told myself yeah absolutely. thank god i got past it and yeah. i you know yeah. just said i need help i raised my hand i'm like hey <laughs> i need help
1: that's always the first step except you know no one's saying that you need help right? you know and taking that, that initial uh um step towards progress yeah like that, right so um but um that um, that was good. That that, that
0: um, I think we could, we could continue. Yeah, we covered a lot today. we
1: Covered a lot. We could definitely continue. To keep on going. Uh, keeping um, keep on talking about things in the industry. But obviously, there'll be more episodes for that.
0: Um, we just thought it would be good, you know. Now that we've kind of told our stories, to tackle some common myths that well, we hear. You know, we care a lot about our clients. We care about the messages that are out there. If you're listening, you know, we want. To give you the best information, so you can be successful.
1: Yeah, exactly. We thought it would be a good episode. Um, obviously, we're still be, our, the podcast is still beginning, still uh, first couple episodes. So we thought it would be ge- be good to um, talk about this stuff, and you know, obviously, like why it goes back to our reason why why we're doing this, and why we're so passionate about doing this podcast, and why we're so passionate about being able to to speak to you guys, and uh, you know, uh, talk, we'll talk to each other and learn from each other as well, and teach you guys what, what we have learned being in the industry. Right, but um, well, that was fun, Chris. No. That
0: was fun. Well. We started with tornadoes <laughs> and ended <laughs> up with myths. <miss.
1: laughs> with some, uh, but thank you guys for listening. Um, hope that helped you guys out. Right, um, you could um go ahead and uh, follow both of us on Instagram if you like. That's what we talk about. If you guys have any questions, right, any other things, any other myths, or anything that you guys believe, um, that you guys need some clarification on, you can go ahead and find me on Instagram at a like Mike with two E's. Um, after Mike, like Mike, two E's. Uh, two, three, and you can go ahead and find Chris at just my name at Chris Musser. There it is. So, until next time, guys, this has been the Life Lifted Podcast. Thank you for
0: joining us on the Life Lifted Podcast. If you like today's episode, give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to lift your mind, body, and soul, follow us for more episodes. Show support by sharing Life Lifted with your friends and family. Until next time, stay lifted.